0: Welcome to the Irish NFL show and to our week one preview. As the late, great Douglas Adams might have said, it's a trilogy in four parts. We are breaking down the six o'clock games into two parts. We're doing the nine o'clock games separately, and we're doing the late games and Monday night football all across four separate shows to make it that much easier to break it down and to consume in your own time. Uh, This is the second half of the six o'clock games that we're looking at now, and we're starting with Titans Saints column. The Derek Carr era gets underway. Um, Have they got a fast car? (laughs) Ha,
1: ha, ha. Um, and this, to me, it's uh, it's Kiss versus Guns and Roses. Um, the Titans... Went straight from Tracy Chapman. I did, I did. Uh, I was keeping the music theme going. Uh, the Titans are Kiss, to me, because a lot of fun at one point, but they've rolled out the same gimmick time and time again. Um, we know what it is. It's Derek Henry. How many touches can he continue to take? It's Ryan Daniel. Um, and they keep choosing QBs as a replacement, but then they never seem happy. Um, with the the replacements. So I'm not entirely sure. What they're doing there. Um, the the Saints are guns and roses for me. Because they've had moments over the years. Incredible standout moment. Um, but they keep going. Keep going. Keep going. And it's the, the law of diminishing returns. I do think Derek Carr is an upgrade. At QB for them. But how much more can you continue to get out of that defense. Would be my concern. Uh, Lattimore will be fantastic. I have no doubt. But you worry about safety. Um, and at pass rush. I can continue to rely on Cam Jordan. Um, I, I think they will have enough uh, for to get over the line at home against the the Titans. Um, but over the the course of the the season, they'll be competitive. Um, but Dennis Allen is my you know concern there. Like can can he take the ne- the Saints to the next level? I'm not entirely sure. Um, but I I think the Titans. I've said it on our um, previous show. I think they probably should have on to
0: rebuild rather than retool. Well, you have the Saints marching all the way to the NFC Championship game, famously, so surely they start that march by taking care of the Titans at home?
2: I would think so, yeah. yeah if we've spoken on our self-preview, the NFC self-preview around, we're not entirely sure. This is, again, this is a little TV traveling to that kind of five or six team piece where you're just not sure what you're going to get from them. And it's probably just saying going into Sunday and then it comes Sunday night, the win will be saying, Mike Faber again why did we dismiss him and why did we dismiss him as a coach with, with a bunch of players? We touched on their past which has to really be established again and get back to what we saw a couple of years ago when they were the number one what says but um, I don't think they did enough of offense to go up against this Saints team. I think this Saints team will come out hot at home and I think Danica will you know, will be you know, looking forward to this new opportunity and I think it a point to prove and yeah I am high on the Saints but even taking all that away and look at this game and like, the Saints do have a strong defense if you get back to the defense of old at home the crowd will be well up for this game. We saw last year it wasn't really the same. It wasn't that same buzz and feel when they are playing at home against certain teams. I think we'll see week one a voice crowd. I think they'll they'll will them to a victory and I think they'll, they'll put up points on this defence and can the Titans deliver them? I don't think so. I think on Ave and players like that when we have not beat games on Sunday and look out for Williams their new free agent acquisition or running back from the Lions. I think he'll start the season strong. Brandon Mike Kamara you know, they'll be, you know is he, is, there's a suspension there in play as well. So for me Saints win and win and is going away
0: two pretty strong defenses taken uh, the field for the 49ers Steelers game column with including the newly minted at the time of recording best paid defensive player in football bosa for the 49ers he held out and he got paid
1: yeah used the leverage really well uh deserves to be paid given what he's capable of can take over a game can wreck it um when i was thinking of these two teams uh, i went uh, well, uh, Oh, he, you know, he's a monster, like you know. And I mean, when you can compare him to his brother, they're they're both, you know, fantastic talent. But Nick stays on the field, um, and he and he gets it done. Can Joey stay on the field? A
0: serious amount disaster board
1: than that Can you? Thriller. Can you imagine? Um, but to me, these 49ers, Niners—they're like the traveling Wilburys, right? Because it's a veritable who's who uh, when you look at the the starting lineup, anyway, and. The is they have all the pieces right now. No, there are no injuries. Um, the question is around Brock Purdy. Um, but they're going up against the Steelers, who I compare to the highwaymen. Uh, another super group, but who are going to look to pick your pocket, right? Mike Tomlin. We know that the Steelers treat uh, training camp different to every other team. They they're in full pads. They tackle. They treat it like a game. And going into Week One, that can take teams by surprise. Um. I think that's what makes this interesting. If the Steel, if the 49ers were going up against probably, say, 20 of the 32 teams, you'd say absolute outright favourites for this. Um, you know, there are obviously the standout teams, the Chiefs and others, who you you think, oh, that'll be a real game. The Steelers, you would, when you look at the roster, or certainly the starters, it, the 49ers should be favourites. It's, it's really difficult to go into Pittsburgh and get a win, and get a win week one. Um especially with Purdy coming in, and the Steelers are able to get pressure across the board, able to get pressure from the outside, able to get pressure through the middle, and able to get pressure from the back. I'm going to go, if, if it, maybe it's a Claxon Brian, maybe it's a surprise. I think Mike Tomlin and the Steelers can get the, the win. I think keep an eye on Minka Fitzpatrick, who's going to be looking to pick Brock Purdy off. I think where Brock Purdy has struggled has been, where defense has been able to disguise what they're looking to do. Um, Pre snap, and I think Steelers do that really well. I'm going to say maybe a surprise here.
0: Yeah, you'd have said in a certain point last season that there was such a gap between these two teams, Brian. The Steelers would never be closing that by the starting of this season. A lot of excitement in Steeltown now. They like what they've seen with Kenny Pickett. Got a couple of really exciting wide receivers there. I have been talking this up all off season. You're just smiling away, I mean. Yeah. But this is a pretty good chance for them week one.
2: It's a That's the are I'm not talking about Steelers. Like I, I'm behind the Browns, so I can't be behind Baltimore. But the way people are are dressing this team up, they don't need to show up for some. They don't show up for the course of the season. But I would say, is um, fairness to Steelers and fairness to Mike Tomlin, he always has them ready for week one. They beat the Bengals on the road last year. They beat the Bills on the road the season before that. First home game, opening game of the season for nine years. So this is a kind of a different view for them. They're, you know, the expectation will be from Steelers fans; that they'll be expecting a win. Um, I know the Sky coverage is there. Like everyone's buying into this Steelers think they're going over to the game. Like that's what they do in the opening game this this season. They're doing it live at the Pittsburgh Cedars game. Everyone is expecting, but this team with the of Battle Test, so they've been around, Like they've been here. Like this is a team that should have been in the Super Bowl by now. We we really truly don't know what would have happened in that championship game. It wasn't for the interesting. It's gone now. It's a new season. I, I recognize that. Be interested to see how Bosa is. You know, you read all the reports that he's been doing his own preparation. He's he's ready to go. You know, he's going to step in. I'm not entirely sure that's that's really what we're going to see. It's very difficult to play no matter how fit they are and how ready they have to play. You know, if they're away from the team and everything the team has been scheming up for a particular game. I mean, the plans for this game would have been put in place for weeks. Still picking the Niners because I ah, had the Niners going for the Super Bowl, I think. Like, I keep talking about Brock Purdy and how impressive he was last season. It's a brand new season for him. He's going to be ready. McCaffrey's going to be fully fit. Kittle's going to be fully fit. Like, on paper, the Niners shall win. But again, if the Steelers aren't fully prepared. I'm going to buy myself back to the Steelers here. I'll go with the Niners. I still think... Of the two teams who will be prepared the most, I think it'll be a tight one, but I think the 49ers will find a way to get over the line.
0: No, I have Myers in the Super Bowl, so I better back them in this one. Despite my my hyping up of the of the Steelers, Colin Cardinals, Commanders, we should be done with this one in ten seconds. Clearly, the Cardinals are tanking, and this is a good place to start.
1: Um, well, we're going through with musical references. The Cardinals are the Fire Festival, essentially, right? Um, I mean, uh, everything that has gone on this off season uh, that you're hearing about Gannon, um, the advantage of not naming a QB getting rid of Colt McCoy. It's it's really, it's all so strange. Now we hear Michael Lombardi talking about Ky- they're going to keep Kyler on the pup for the entirety of the season because they're worried that, you know, he could get injured and then they'll be on the hook for even more money um, for the commandment. Because everybody wants to trade for a quarterback that's going
0: to break if you take him out of the box,
1: yeah. Uh, I mean, look, Ever, I mean, you you go back. This is the Cardinals team, though, who were 9-0. Like, lest we forget, at one point, just a couple of years ago, they were 9-0. and and then it all went wrong and there was a the new contract, then there was the clause and it's just, it keeps going wrong. Every time you hear the Cardinals in the news, it's like, oh, it's another bad news story. It's another bad news story. And that used to be this other team who were, like, had the worst owner in the league bar none, which is saying something in a league that has some truly really <laughs> terrible owners. Um
0: but I referenced... I thought you were going to go off on one there. You had your Jim Ressay preseason season <laughs> rant. I thought we were going to follow though
1: up. when you get a right? <laughs> no, he's gone. Um, and the way I'm looking at it, I Joy Division New Order earlier. I feel this is New Order, but truly a New Order because they have somebody in there now who's actually going to invest in the stadium. They're not going to have raw sewage flowing through the stadium on top of fans, lest we forget that's a real thing that happened. Um, so... I, I think knew it's going to be, you know, a feel-good factor. You saw the fans show up for training camp. I expect that they, even with Sam Howell, um, you know, he couldn't have probably asked for a nicer start. To me, it's the commanders and the Eric Enemy stories disappear for at least a week.
2: It's game of salt, though. First course, commanders' home game to set out for like 20 years. Huh. So, that, that says it all, but obviously the, the fans are buying into a new chapter for this team. And obviously, the new ownership, of the columns referred to. And refer the Cardinals, like every year when new head coaches come in, and you get to see the courage, and every team does a great job marketing their team, and they put out all the very simple content. I don't know if you've had the opportunity to watch the one recently with, with Jonathan Gannon, about people getting the bus in, and people driving in, and people coming in, and all different modes of transport, and trying to inspire these guys. It was very flat. Um, and normally, when you see a new head coach, and you watch the content, you say, God, you can see what that team could do well. Don't necessarily have the players around them, but you can understand why teams do well. And even watching that, it wasn't inspiring whatsoever. So I can only imagine what Cardinals fans are taking going into the season.
0: If this, they did, this time next year, we'll have Caleb Williams come along and watch us lose as many games as it takes to get there. <laughs> I
2: and mean, I, I listened to a report during the week that even if they do get it next year, because of the nature of the contract that they, you know, in madness that they gave to Kyler Murray, they're on the hook for something in the region of $80 million that they even can't even Allow him to move off next year. and someone's going to consider that contract, but it's not in their right mind. is going to take that on next year. So they might be stuck with Kyler Murray next year. Show him the ropes. They're bearing in mind, this is the guy last year, this time last year, who was openly coming out and saying, I'm not. I'm, I'm looking for stipulation contracts around. I oh, so the Cardinals want the contract stipulations around how much time and effort he's going to put in on the tablet. I mean, it's a complete and I mess. mess. Um, as I said, the only reason I can see the Cardinals winning this one is because I was in Saint John's Park today. at happened to see it, um, a bit of paint on the wall saying cards. I said, "Oh, maybe that's a sign, but well, it must be an Indian sign because I think uh, the uh, former Redskins uh, team will win on Sunday and win convincingly. The Commanders
0: all day long." Meanwhile, Column the other Maryland team, the Baltimore Ravens, uh, taking on the the Texans. That's a baptism of fire for CJ Stroud, another ro- rookie quarterback making his first start. Uh, Lamar Jackson and the Ravens you'd expect to be fired up. New offensive coordinator in town, new day, and they're going after it.
1: Yeah, um, and I was thinking on this one and um, what came to mind was uh, Tina Turner and her return with what's love got to do with it, right? Uh, Which some would say applies to uh, a different game uh, this weekend. But if you think about it, Tina was an absolute superstar, right? Then she married Ike. And I turned out to be, you know, um, domestic abuser. There was all that situation. She disappeared for a time. And then she burst back onto the scene with one of her best ever songs. I think that's going to be the Ravens and Lamar Jackson. I think Lamar is going to burst back onto the scene this season. I think you're going to see a a different side of Lamar. I think they just didn't allow him to be the quarterback that he can be. Uh, You'll still see Lamar running. But I think you're going to see Lamar throwing an awful lot more. I'll keep going back to it. Vic Fangio said that Lamar Jackson compared him to Barry Sanders. Um, and then he he said, We're just, we're gonna we're not gonna allow him to run. They didn't allow him run. They did stop Lamar running that day. Lamar beat them through the air, over three hundred yards on a Vic Fangio defense. Lamar is fantastic. The Texans, I think D'Amico Ryan's gonna be great, but it is to go into Baltimore week one, another team who, you know, take uh, training camp pre preseason very seriously, even though they did lose finally at the end of the streak, but they get back to winning ways and, um, you know, the, the Texans and CJ Stroud are unfortunately 0-1 at the end of Week 1. A, a blowout for the Ravens? Oh, I don't know, but I don't know because D'Amico Ryans is going gonna to be scheming things up, but I, I would expect the Ravens to win
2: two touchdowns. The reason I ask is I took time out to watch our good-natured Week 1 way too early picks in the summer and used to said, Ravens squeak past the Texans In week one, not for me, I think this one is, uh, I think C.J. Stroud is in for a tough, tough start to his his NFL season. Baltimore is a difficult place to go at the best of times. the other victory. The marriage accident, there's a good feel about the Ravens at the moment. Bateman back fit. Oh yeah, Beckham's there. Zay Flores, who as high on, rookie of the year prediction. If this defense is a defense, we've seen Ravens play at home. Hard to see how they could live with them, so... To a difficult start for some of the quarterbacks this weekend i think the Ravens are probably going to be for me when we did my stand there victories of the weekend
0: yeah I don't see them blowing by them though I have to say I'm going to move a little bit away from my squeak by mm-hmm. I have to say because it does look like the red the red, the red. And when I Barely mm-hmm. yeah no, and just too look yeah I and I am looking forward to seeing them I think the Texans will play hard they they, they played hard for Lovie Smith uh, without a lot an awful lot going on um, and I think they'll play hard with D'Amico Rice. He's not the kind of guy you can see going in there and, and accepting anything less than, than than 100%. So I don't think it's going to be it. They'll only get steamrolled, but uh, I don't see them getting the W in that game. Right, that's it for the second half of our preview of the six o'clock games. Uh, check out the other half, of course, and the nine o'clock game preview that we have, and the late games and the Monday Night Football in our fourth show of the week.